frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I drink your milkshake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cineflex. Bonus episode, I should say. This is the uh, first time I've released um, two episodes in a week. Uh, look to it looks like it'll be happening more often just because I have a massive backlog right now. Um, the reason this is a bonus episode is because uh, Sam is 15 and cannot drink. So I decided to just talk to him briefly about uh, Black Swan and we got into some of our favorite uh, performances and a few other things. So um, hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you enjoy the format. Please give me feedback as to how you feel about the bonus episode. If you want more of these in the future, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. So thank you. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. All right, Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks, it's fun to have you on, um, man. Yeah, this is really fun. Yeah. Um, so, thanks for inviting me to the podcast. Oh, of course. Of course. Thanks for reaching out and everything. I'm glad, I'm glad we could work this out. Uh, so Black Swan. This is, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot how anxious this movie was. Like, it's so, <laughs> I, I, I got so anxious after I, I, after I finished watching it, I was like paranoid the rest of the night. Um, what, what's your history with this movie? And like, why, why did you pick it specifically? So I've seen it twice this year, but I think I've seen it like seven times total. And if you know me, I've almost, I've seen almost a thousand movies, but I'm, kind of really mean so I've only given 30 a five and I I and that this is one of them which so um this movie I'm I have a very hot take in the sense that this was the best movie of 2010 I like it more than the social network yes I know and I just I just really like this movie because it's sort of everyone describes it as the female whiplash but but it's it's actually like kind of very different because it's very like hallucination and it's kind of psychological. So I don't know. I, I like it like just as not as much as Whiplash because they're both like in my top like like top twenty. But it's just one of my favorite movies and like definitely like one of the better movies like I've seen in the last decade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's so it's so intense. I was thinking this time around, um, it made me really scared of hangnails. I don't know if you have that. Oh my that god! Scene. <laughs> like every. <laughs> it also made me scared of mirrors breaking. Yeah, and yeah, that too. I I actually like like gagged multiple times when I rewatched it for the first time in a while because I don't remember like the hangnail scene and like the mirror <laughs> scene. I didn't remember that, and the bathtub scene. Like yeah. I I didn't remember that stuff so. So it was kind of like traumatizing in a way and really gross. Oh yeah, and running into people that look like you. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen as often. For me. Yeah, I live in <laughs> I live in New York. So that movie is like oh like it hits different when you live in New York and you watch it at night in New York City. I yeah, don't know. For sure. It just it, yeah. It feels it feels good to watch at night in New York City. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what part of New York are you in? Oh, I live um, in Manhattan. So oh, nice. I'm, like re- I'm really where that movie takes place. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I was planning a trip to New York that was supposed to, okay, we were supposed to go at the end of March and then everything just like, just yeah, everything went shut down. And I, yeah, yeah. That just did not, did not work out, but I'm hoping to get back there sometime soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and it's and and it's such a great performance by um Natalie, yes. Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's so awesome in this. Um I I did think though this time around, like I haven't seen Kayla Kunis and that many other like serious roles like she kind of and this she was so great in this she's so good she's so good I, I wish she'd do more like serious stuff and not just bad bombs three or whatever she's on to <laughs> next exactly yeah a lot of people say like that was like the biggest snub of the year that she didn't get a nomination Did she for not supporting get actress she didn't get nominated and ever oh like I have like I'm friends with some people in Letterboxd and they're all saying like Melissa Leo is terrible and that Mila Kunis <laughs> is so robbed yeah, I think she deserved a nomination for this. Yeah, she was she was really good. Obviously not not as good as Natalie, but but like that's not a fair comparison either. But they're both good in different ways. They're good in the yeah uh, the black swan white swan thing that they play. But I thought that she was particularly good in this. Um, are there any like like what what were your favorite? Um, we should save Natalie because Natalie is obviously number one. But what what. What are your favorite non-Natalie performances in this? Um, I think the mom for her little amount of screen Ooh. time was really good. Um, I think the dance teacher was good. Vincent Cassell. I those, and I think even though Winona Ryder really had two minutes, like she was just like so like rude and you could tell by the look of their face, you just wanted to punch her every two seconds. <laughs> so yeah, I thought she was, I thought she was like for her two minutes of screen time, you know, she was good. She's super memorable in this, yeah. Yeah. yeah ha, 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 have you seen Lahane? No, I've been wanting to see that movie for such a long time because I haven't seen it either. Yeah, it's apparently like incredible and underrated. So, yeah. So, like, um, everyone who's seen it like thinks it's incredible. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it. I've seen a lot of French movies, but I haven't seen that one. But um, Tencent Cassell, who plays like the dance teacher in in this, is like the main is like the main actor in that he's 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 really he's he's really good in that apparently but um yeah, i feel like i feel like everyone who has seen lahane is on letterbox like everyone who's <laughs> seen that movie is on letterbox <laughs> same thing with francis ha like there are certain movies that yeah. like they're only on letterbox that are really popular yeah what was that what was that like french canadian one that everyone's talking about that i haven't seen it's like mommy is that mommy. Sound right? I haven't yeah, seen, have you seen that? That's every, anyone, no, I haven't, but anyone who's seen that says it's the best thing ever and, and they're only on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I hadn't heard of that movie until I made a Letterboxd, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, neither had I. How you want to do a lot a, of movies like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How you want to do a draft of our favorite scenes here? What do you want to do? Uh, sure. Or characters. Um, you get to pick. Do you want to do a character ooh, draft or a so, scene draft? So, so we're doing like spoilers. Yeah, this is this is we're gonna we're gonna spoil the movie for sure. Okay, we're doing so. Well, I'll do scenes. Let's okay. Do scenes okay. First. Okay, you get the first pick then. Okay, my favorite scene. I have a lot because basically the whole thing is such a five. So yeah. I yeah my one of my favorite scenes is actually like of course like the final dance scene. I mean, when she falls, it's just. Oh, the way it's directed is so good. And like the, her death at the end is like one of like the most well acted and like most like mesmerizing deaths I've seen on film. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I love the fade to white too. I think that's such like an underappreciated thing. I, I forget what other movies I've seen fade to white like that, but I think that's such a 
such a kind of jarring thing when that when that comes up on screen. Yeah, because usually it fades to black or it just like cuts to black. Yeah. I, I remember one other movie I've seen. Like if I think about it, I remember that and I remember Synecdoche, New York ended on white. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a crazy movie. Um, yeah, that dancing was spectacular. I don't I don't know what I'd what I'd pick for the next scene. I think um the restaurant scene is good. I like her tripping in the club. Um, I don't know if yeah. I'm gonna take that. I don't know if I'm gonna take that. I, I think I'd have to scene. go. I, I I think I'd have to go like the sex scene with her and Kayla Kunis. I think that's just so uh-huh. like trippy and okay. weird and. And then the next and, morning she gets there and she's like she's like didn't you sleep over? And then she's like, oh you had a fantasy wet dream about me. And that was so. Yeah. That was like crazy. And she's like, no you were there. So that like shows like how crazy she is. And I thought that was really I thought that was like really like intense script, and I liked it. Yeah, definitely. Just like her going off the edge. Yeah, what would be your what would be your third your third scene here? Um, my third scene would be obviously like the mirror murder. I like to call it the mirror Ooh. murder scene. Yeah. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. because that scene is that scene is so gross. It's just so gross. And I I like this is really going to be gross, but when she pulls like the piece of glass out of her stomach, like that, like, like shook me. Cause I didn't remember that. And that, <laughs> I didn't remember that when I rewatched it. And it was, it was just very like good filmmaking. I don't know why, but I'm com- comparing this movie to Synecdoche, New York so much, but there are moments in Synecdoche, New York that something so gross happens like that. I think that's a good comparison though. I mean, they're both kind of surreal and they both and they both take place take in place New York. in New York. <laughs> They're probably both like too much your world, like more your world than you'd want them to be. <laughs> but exactly. like, but like, yeah, no, I think that I think that is a fair comparison, definitely. I think, um, I think, I think the next scene that I, I think is just fantastic but really disturbing, is um, the scene where she goes to like the theater director's apartment. And he's kind of he's kind of getting creepy with her, you know. He's like, "Oh, we just need to open up to each other and stuff." And I think, I think that like part of the reason I love that is, I think the set decoration in that scene is just like off the charts. I love his whole like black yeah. and white aesthetic, his black and white apartment yeah. with like it fits him. It just fits him so well. Like it fits. Person. Yeah, no, it fits him so well. He has sort of like a raw. Sh- he's sort of like a Rorschach test on the wall or something in the background and stuff. And he's, he's just, he's got this whole, I don't know. He's got this whole aesthetic and he's just, he's so creepy, but you get to see him kind of in his own world. And I, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's something it's, it's not trippy. Like she's not, sort of going off in that scene and so like you kind of get a sense of like how crazy her real world is you know what I mean outside of just like her going insane on top of everything just like how how crazy like her actual world is because nothing nothing that weird happens I mean nothing surreal I like the like I've seen movies that are like about people hallucinating 
And what Darren Aronofsky does so well is that he actually makes the movie like like there's like the hallucinations and then there's like normal life. Yeah. Like he does the same thing in Requiem for a Dream. Have you mm-hmm. seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just normal life and then it just goes out of hand and starts to get crazier and crazier. And he's really good at that. And and what I like so much about this movie is that like she's what, like a teenager? Like, they're, are they teenagers? Are they a little older? She's got to be a little just, older. But yeah, I know what you mean. She's, like, in her early 20s, probably. But, but yeah, it just, like, portrays, like, like her normal life, like, on top of her crazy hallucinations, as you said. So, I don't know. I just thought that was, like, really good filmmaking. Yeah. How, how, would, this, how would this rank amongst, um, amongst, like, Aronofsky's movies that you'd seen? I'm assuming you'd put it at number f- at, at in the in the top spot but like how, how do the other movies of his that you've seen compare to this one well i've only seen two and I, okay. I said both <laughs> so yeah i do really want to see the wrestler though that's that's one i'm looking forward to mother i've heard very mixed things you should you should definitely watch mother i mean it's yeah either either you'll love it or you hate it but you, sh- you should definitely watch it i i, I saw it in theaters like opening weekend and it was just fun watching an audience just get so confused <laughs> but uh yeah yeah it was a it's definitely worth seeing for sure but but requiem for a dream is also um, amazing as well so yeah. yeah so he's a really good filmmaker and i heard the wrestler's amazing too so he's yeah had a good track record yeah, yeah. I, I I think the other one I'd rec- I think the other one that I recommend that I saw like for the first time in like a high school film class is Pi. You heard of this one? Mm, this is yeah. like first movie. It's like super low budget, but it's creepy and weird and also set in New York. <laughs> Why is everything set in New York that's like scary or like funny? Like every Woody Allen comedy and like yeah. every like city thriller is set in New York. <laughs> it's a cinematic city. I mean, I live near San Francisco. There's a lot of movies set there too, but but it's yeah. definitely not definitely not as common as New York. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you take with your last scene pick here? Ooh, I, I just like can I like say like a little detail instead? Like I like kind yeah. of her. This is like kind of random. Well, really, it was during the scene where she like won the part. It was like the whole like her like showing him like I am the best. And then she wins. And then I like it how she tells Winona Ryder's character, like, congratulations, you won. And then she's like, is this some kind of sick joke? And then because she didn't win. And she thought, like, he had already given it to her. And I also like the detail that her ringtone was the theme. I really like that. Because that's, like, one of my favorite. Yeah, that's one of my favorite classical pieces. So I like that. Yeah, are, are are you into classical music at all, or like, what's your relationship? Just with kind of music? movies, movie scores. If I yeah. listen to any, yeah, for I sure. It in a movie and it's catchy, then I'll listen to it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I I I I, I played cello, probably like a long time. So like, I played a lot of these. Um, I I played a lot of this stuff in orchestra. I played a lot of like Tchaikovsky and stuff, which I like. I just I, I love his music. It fits. It fits almost pl- every place it's put into. It's just, I mean, it, it, and and like especially with this movie, I think I think one thing that this movie does so effectively is it like brings like palais and dance and like the original, um, 
music alive so well, I think. Um, and like in, in a way that I think like if you're watching a palais today, I think, I think it has the danger of seeming dated, but um, I think that this movie sort of brings it into like a 21st century light so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I said, like, it just feels like normal, like 21st century life and until the hallucinations come in, which I, I just, I don't know, I keep talking about it, but I really like it. No, for sure. I mean, well, it's a podcast. I want you to keep talking about it. <laughs> um, um, I think, I think, I, I, I think my next pick would be the opening scene. I think, I think one thing I forgot about this movie is how, like, it doesn't start at a zero and go to 10. Something seems off from like the first shot. Like it just, yeah. I, I remember. The look on, the look on her face. It's like the look on her face or something. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and like the way, it's, the way it's lit too. So mm-hmm. I, I took a film class for about a month and like they said, like if you put the light underneath versus on the top, it gives a more like, like visceral and different effect to the character. Yeah. So how is this lit? Is this lit? Is this, is this lit from the bottom? Is, in, is that what in, you're noticing? In most of the dance, like in that dance scene and the end dance scene, it's 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 usually lit from the bottom. Oh, in the dance, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's lit from the bottom in those scenes, which is which would be sort of unconventional on stage for the most part. I mean, yeah, but performers tend to be lit from the top. Yeah, that's but interesting. It's, just, it's like when she's isolated and it doesn't even look like she's on stage anymore. It's all sets. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, and then I think it's like in the first five minutes where she's, she's like on the subway and she's like seeing herself on the other subway car and stuff. And like, yeah, I, and she's like walking on the street and I know that street and I've walked on that street many times. (laughs) So it's, what street is it? It's like, it's, it looks like all those streets that have like a certain type of like, like the scaffolding and it looked like one of like those tunnels that there's so much work being done on the building. I think it was around like 62nd street. Got it. But I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Cause there are still, there are a lot of places that look like that, but I'm pretty <laughs> confident. I've, I've been on that street a lot. I, I just saw like strangers on a train, which is like a, a kind of different movie, but it, that movie, like it takes, it takes a good like 20 minutes for things to start really feeling weird. And I mm-hmm. think that, and I think that it's it's hard to it's hard to sustain a movie that 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 that's kind of like this and keep you like engaged in the pace, but like keep it weird the whole time and still have like a place to grow and get weirder. I mm-hmm. I don't I don't know quite how this movie does it, and it's not necessarily like a critique on directors that can start from a more normal place, but it's just it's it's really impressive the way Aronofsky is able to like, I, 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 I think that even like Requiem for a dream starts out slightly more normal than this. Don't you think? For sure. Cause it's like her watching the TV right. and she's just an old woman, but this is like, it, it opens with the dance. Yeah. It opens with the, with with the dance. And then it goes to her life at home and you know, her obsessed obsession with being the best. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, any other any other notes you wanted to cover on the movie? 
Um, are we going to talk about her performance? Yeah, yeah, we should talk about her performance. Yeah. Um, So I am trying to watch every Best Actress, Best Picture, and Best Actor winner. Not an easy task, and not worth it. And um, she is number two out of the forty that I've seen. Wow. What's number one? Marion Cotillard in Love You and Rose. Oh wow! Okay, okay. I haven't seen Sophie's Choice. But I'm 100% sure that Marion Cotillard is going to stay at one because wow. that that performance is not only underrated. Not a lot of people have seen that movie, so she stays at one because she, because I'm every time I hear an Edith Piaf song, I think it's her singing, and, yeah. and she was not she was not singing in the movie. So and 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 she had to take singing lessons to move her mouth properly. She had to like she was shaking and dancing and singing and she was screaming and it was a yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty hard, pretty hard to do performance. Yeah, but I don't, as I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Okay, yeah, you can go. No, no, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Okay. I, I, I was just saying that um, Sophie's Choice, I don't think will pass it. I, I think that the performance mm-hmm. is like technically, technically impressive. I don't think it's going to pass this one even. But anyways, I don't know. This was just more of a surprise. Yeah. This was more of a surprise that was so good because, you you know, this this was one of those like foreign performances that wins and that never happens. No, it that doesn't never happen. happens. And and for her, she the movie came out in April, which is so not Oscar time. She was new. It was like the most unexpected thing ever. If you watch the video of her winning, Kate Blanchett, her reaction was she voted for Marion Cotillard and didn't expect her to win. Her reaction was great. She was like, <gasps> Really <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 who beats Natalie, and and I and I think like it's just like Mario, Natalie, and then like Kathy Bates, and then like the rest are kind of lower. But, Kathy Bates, yeah. it's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So so what what makes this your number two though? What like like what about Natalie? So this is my favorite of the century, century so far. Yeah, yeah. my favorite win because even though she doesn't have like a big epic monologue that she's like screaming and crying she has to do a lot of dancing and she has to like do a lot of professional dancing and like the stunts were kind of minimal so what she had to do was a lot of like dancing and it was probably really tiring and like when she like the hallucination scenes were like really believable even though like like usually like they wouldn't be at all but she makes them a lot more believable so I think it's a really like layered performance that she has to, she has a lot to do. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point. This is a very physical performance. Mm-hmm. It's um, like, like you, you usually expect a best actress um, um, Oscar winner to sort of have her big moment. And I don't, I, I mean, her big moment is her dance scene. It's all, it's, it's, it's not a dialogue scene is her big moment. So it's like, it's, it's really crazy. The, 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 um, the, the amount of like pain and distress and like frustration she can, can convey with her eyes and with, with her legs and with her movement and her dancing. I mean, it's really crazy, especially, especially since I don't think she was a professional. I don't think she had much dance experience before. No, not at all. And 
but she's like really smart like she went to harvard and like yeah she was acting young and everything she's like one of those people like jodie foster so yeah you you know you expect her to like you know be really like amazing in these movies and from everything i've seen she has been this is her best role though i think i think so i think so i love her in um Leon the Professional though. That's a yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a classic. That's a close number two for me. And I don't even love that movie that much. I like it a lot, but I don't love that movie that much. And I just think she's it's one of the best like child acting performances I've ever seen. That and like the kid in the shining are like probably Yeah, that's a yeah. yeah, you can't go wrong with the kid in the shining. I thought of another one recently, but I'm forgetting what it was. Anything else you want to touch on with her performance? I don't know. I just think, because, like, when she does have dialogue, like, it's great, too. That's true. Like, That's true. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not, like, really good line delivery. Like, wow, that was, like, the best script ever. And her line delivery was on point. Best. No. It's very visual, very, like, physical, tiring performance. And and I have to congratulate her for that, because I don't think this movie was a big budget movie. And, and and it made a lot of money for what it is. So yeah, it really th- did. It was like really cheap and it made like 300 million. So yeah, it might be his really highest, highest grossing movie he's made. I don't think Noah made more money. That was a definitely higher budget, but I don't think Noah made no. more money. And Requiem for a Dream, there's no way that made a lot of money. Yeah, that didn't make much money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a yeah, huge he's good hit. at directing performances. If Definitely. you look at it, like, mother, apparently, like, Mother, like, very mixed. But, like, Natalie Portman in this, like, Ellen Burstyn in Reckoning Ellen for Ellen Burstyn Dream. was the one I was going to That, yeah. That, too. And apparently the wrestler, Mickey Rourke, is, like, incredible in that. So he's really good at directing performances, which is something I, I like to notice. And that was a big comeback for um, Mickey Rourke at the time. He wasn't doing anything. He was, like, kind of like a like a washed yeah. up dude yeah no that was a that was a big that was a big thing you probably don't remember when this movie came out right you were probably too young but i mean oh it, yeah it was like four <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that makes me feel old <laughs> yeah no black swan was like a huge deal when it came out and i was like mom can i see it yeah. she's like nah, no no yeah i didn't enough. see it yeah i didn't see it in theaters i was five okay five I think I was five. Yeah, I think yeah, I was five when it came out. So then I was probably three when the wrestler came out. So <laughs> definitely yeah. don't remember the wrestler. Yeah. yeah, or black. I just knew a lot about Black Swan because I started liking film in like twenty seventeen. Yeah. So I've like known about it and got nominated for other awards. It was like a big contender. It wasn't just for. It wasn't like just an actress thing. It was like a really big contender. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What um just kind of a random question here what what's your like top few for the best actor performances that you've seen ever that's so hard Ooh, because you seem to have a ranking for actresses so i i don't have one yet for actor i don't know why i haven't put it together but obviously daniel day lewis in 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 there will be blood and my left foot i don't Mm -hmm. think enough people talk about his performance in my left foot um I'm trying to think of more people that won. I think Denzel in Training Day is really terrific. Was that supporting or was that Roberto? Back- was that, that best was like he won or... lead? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and um, Roberto Benigni and Life is Beautiful. Those are my favorites. Ooh, I have a lot of favorites, but 
because like yeah I think for best actress like the like if you look at the bottom of my list it's like not great like you won't want to edit this out but it's like it's like Gwyneth Paltrow and um Nicole Kidman who I know was great in that movie but she had 28 minutes of screen time and you should not be winning lead actress if you have 28 minutes of screen time yeah yeah is that the one where she plays like the author and she has a fake nose yeah wasn't yep. that good and she won lead actress and she was in it for 28 minutes yeah yeah there's all sorts of category fraud with that stuff I mean like Tenzel definitely should have been supporting in that or I mean I guess maybe Kobe like he should, but yeah he was he wasn't Ethan really Hawk been... had more screen time but Denzel was better that's the thing Ethan Hawk was so good in that though like it's hard it's hard yeah. to it's hard to criticize Ethan Hawk I just I I love him so much every time he pops up like I think mm-hmm. he's super underappreciated and I'm apparently and I'm Denzel to is better in Malcolm X. I haven't seen it, but everyone says that he should have won for Malcolm X. And everyone says that Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman is like the most undeserved win ever. So it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, man. Well, um, uh, anything else you want to touch on the movie, touch on with the movie before we kind of wrap this up? I mean, obviously the music. The music oh, yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. The, probably the best part because... I mean, like, every scene has a really good score. Like, obviously, it could get nominated because it's not original. But right. I don't like – I really don't like that rule. That's why Parasite didn't get nominated. So um, – Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, and so, yeah, I think the music really helps it. So I think, like, obviously, like, the music, like, elevates your performance and elevates, like, the dancing a lot. Because, like, I mean, that makes kind of obvious to me about ballet. Kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Have you ever seen the original um, Palais? Have you ever seen it? The mm-hmm. the um, Swan Lake? It's definitely... I, mean, it's, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth watching if you get the chance, especially since you're in New York. I'm sure they have a... I'm, I'm sure they have a really good production of it. Some Well, once once theaters reopen, yeah. and, you know, shows happen again. But I'm sure they have a really good production of it somewhere. They probably would. But um, do you yeah, want to... very connected... Yeah, yeah, they're very they're they they're very interconnected. This kind of brings out the best in what like the ballet has to offer, I think, and everything. I think it's like the only really famous ballet movie. Famous the ballet movie. More think movies. about it. I'm going to Google this really quick. I can cut this out too. I'm going to Google this. Famous <laughs> ballet movies. Oh, The Red Shoes. Have you seen that one? apparently it's incredible oh god that's spectacular i can't believe i forgot that yeah the red shoes apparently is it's similar to black swan it's it's actually very similar it's actually very similar they 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 have sort of a similar structure it's, but apparently um, the red shoes like the colors are in, insane it's powell and pressburger and uh they they were sort of like underappreciated in, in their time but they did these big like technicolor things in the 40s and like mm-hmm. that one and like Black Narcissus. And I think I'm saying that right. And then, and then like, uh, and then um, he, he did a movie that was completely panned in the 60s called Peeping Tom. Oh, I actually also, saw that one's really good. Did you I like saw that it, one? But like such a long time ago. I remember seeing it because it came out the same year as Psycho. And apparently Psycho yeah. was like the horror movie of the year. So no one saw that. So I saw it and I remember it was, I remember it being good. I, I, this was a while ago, but I remember it being interesting. Yeah. So, and it's very like, no one really talks about that movie. 
So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It it, it kind of hit it on the rebound. Like it was a, it 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 was very very unsuccessful at the time and kind of ruined his career because people were like, "This is gross," but uh, mm-hmm. you know, then it kind of just became the style of the '70s. So he was just like ten years too early. Um, do you want to do you want to wrap it up by saying your favorite line and character? Have you? Have you been, uh, have you given this any thought <laughs> or, or whatever, line. whatever, 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 any quote from a movie in character? From, from this movie? From any movie. Uh, it, it can't be this movie. Oh, any movie? Yeah. 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 I like Paul Dano when he realizes he's colorblind in Little Miss Sunshine. I also really like um, the line when Alan Arkin can I curse on this? You can curse as much as you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when he says, when he says, "Hey, I got a tip for you. Fuck a lot of women, not just one woman. <laughs> a lot of women. When I was your age, I made the mistake of not doing that enough. A lot of women, Dad. Not just one. A lot. That's that's one of the best quotes. <laughs> that's a great one. That was a great one. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it's yeah, a great chat. Of Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.